0: So um, my first exposure to mental health was actually saving her life um, when I was about 11 years old. I think from that, I took on a lot of pressure as to what mental health, um, what I didn't want mental health to look like.
1: Hear me out.
2: Hi, welcome back to the Hear Me Out podcast. My name is Dean. And
1: my name is Grace. And we are introducing... Yvette, who's currently designing a mental health program.
0: Yes. Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Yeah, I just feel really passionate about being able to help young people and just recognizing mental health and understanding what that means in our society.
2: On today's episode, we're going to be speaking about mental health and our experiences around mental health. And I will be touching on my dad as my dad was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia when I was at a young age of two and how that shaped my view of mental health. When I was 15 my mum sent me to live with him and that's when I really got my uh, first experience of dealing with mental health firsthand. and to be fair there was a lot I didn't understand or didn't get and um, it was only now in my later life that I'm starting to understand that it is nothing personal but it's really hard to accept that when you're a young person and you're dealing with it firsthand so um yeah just trying to let these young people who are listening find out firsthand that mental health is an everyday issue that everybody has to deal with in some time of their life and um yeah especially within your family members and yourself so just just being aware of that and not taking it personally is going to be so huge for you
1: moving forward yeah I think a big part of that also is because the term mental health is so taboo It sounds so negative but mental health is something that everyone actually has it's just mm-hmm. either you have good mental health or bad mental health or mm-hmm. yeah so but go on if back
0: I... yeah no problem um I would say that there is a balance of positive mental health and negative mental health um my first exposure to mental health was when I was about 10 or 11. My mom is diagnosed bipolar. She has type 1, which means she has depressive bipolar. Um, and she experiences spurts and, and energies where she cannot leave the room, um, suicidal ideologies. So um, my first exposure to mental health was actually saving her life when um, I was about what, 11 years old. I think from that, I took on a lot of pressure as to what mental health um, what I didn't want mental health to look like, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand that there was a positive side to mental health. Mm-hmm. I only saw the negative side because that's all I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up with that amount of pressure and that, I guess that perspective on mental health was really, really difficult for me. Mm. I would say I'm the, I was the complete opposite. So obviously I
1: grew up in Ghana and this may not be the same for every single African country, but from what I know, it's quite stigmatized and taboo that it's not taken seriously. So mm-hmm. it's either like you were mad in a nutshell mm. so you're either like talking in the street walking around with no clothes and it's like oh like that's the mad person on the street or you were fine there was no in between there was no depression there was no anxiety there was no stress mm. if your life was hard you just got on with it right. and I, I guess it, it worked for people but then coming here and experiencing it um I did feel weird and I did feel like am I just being weak am I being moist because mm people are dealing with much harder stuff and they're okay. Mm. Um, but I definitely, like, um, but yeah, like even even comments that are made to you, like, oh, like, get over it, you know, life is hard. I remember, when I, think, um, I think I had mental health issues when I was younger, but I just didn't notice it. And because of the responses, I was never allowed to express or even explore it. So when I <coughs> suffered race, racism, it was like, oh, but there's racism in the workplace, just deal with it, because you're gonna have to deal with it eventually. Mm. Or when I was bullied, it's like, listen, life is tough you're going to meet a manager who's not nice so just deal with it type of thing um but I think when, when my father passed away I think I, I felt you know feelings of helplessness or hopelessness before but during that period I really really felt like life is actually meaningless and I just want to die um, and it sounds extreme but it's it's real and I think you know that's when I really sought counselling and help and I also feel like another thing about mental health is that I also can't be explained. So I feel like there should be like, you either have depression or you have anxiety and it has to look a certain way. But sometimes you wake up and you're just not on it. Mm. Or sometimes you're sad or sometimes I'm in tears and I can't explain why. No. And I feel like it's hard to express, like even to medical professionals. Yes. It's like, do you want antidepressants? No, I don't mm. need antidepressants. No. I may mean, need jogging or or therapy or someone to talk to or friendship or community you know but because I haven't expressed it it's sort of like well I can't help you here because you don't know what it is Mm -hmm. but that's the whole point there isn't one form or one look for mental health um so yeah that's not everything but those are my a few of my experiences with mental health
0: yeah no there's there's a lot packed into what you just said but I'm gonna start from where my brain first spiked um you talked about you know kind of it being a difficult place and time to to even have that conversation within your household but with also within where you were brought up from um, i think a lot of that ties into a generational cycle yeah um, definitely because there was no place for our people to to feel sad there was no time there was you couldn't you could yeah, so right, keep going. so you just had to keep going. So yeah. I, I, think a lot of it is just based off of what was taught Ooh, from generation to generation true. to generation to generation. However, we can be the people to break that cycle, right? By having these these kinds of conversations, addressing these kind of issues um, within our not only our generation but for the younger generation, right?
2: Sorry to cut in, um, but yes, I'd have to agree with that generational thing as us boys have been told throughout the generations that it's not okay to speak about our emotions or our, our mental health. Mm. And I'd say sports plays a massive role in that as well. From being a sports person, they expect you to, to just man up. That's mm-hmm. the same you care constantly if you're kicked or you're fouled in a football game and you're hurting, and someone will tell you to. And that's nothing to do with your mental health. That's just mm. physical health so when you try and explain and something emotionally mm. and show vulnerability especially mm. in a, in a male dominated environment right. it makes men just feel uncomfortable yeah. so I don't think we, we show our vulnerability enough as men mm. and yeah. as we, we're not perceptive to it as well so, so imagine someone says that to us So someone comes up to me and tells me about their um, mental health issues when I was younger I would have just laughed at it and said you're, you're being silly yeah, yeah. try to brush it under the under the, ta- under the table, mm-hmm. now I'm more inclined to take what they say on board and right. make sure they're okay, but that is only after years of going through mental health and dealing with right. it myself that I understand it. I I, I I can guarantee you there are young men out here today who are still in the same position, who are still mm-hmm. being told to man up, mm-hmm. and that culture mm-hmm. is still very much alive, where right. they're not willing or not even being listened to mm-hmm. when it comes to their concerns of surrounding mental health. Mm, yeah. So and, and they don't want to be belittled or made to feel like mm. they're weak, yeah. When I right. think showing vulnerability is not a weakness, it's a strength. Yeah, and we need to say that again, that. say it one more time. We need to advocate for that, because mm. the, the more we get used to, the, to, to doing that, and the young boys become more inclined to speak out, right. these suicide levels will drop. I and mean, mm-hmm. it is a big thing amongst men, suicidal men. definitely. It, it's not addressed enough. It's like we need to find the root cause of what is, why are these young men killing themselves at mm-hmm. such a high rate? What yeah. is causing this? And I, and I think it's not having a support network, not having yeah. the people to go to provide it, and the stigma behind it, like I've mm-hmm. already mentioned. But yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on that, ladies?
0: I think it's a combination of things. I think um, alongside having medical support, I think having community support would be huge. Having family support would be huge. Um, But somebody that you can talk to genuinely would make the big difference Mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody that you say, um, yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. That's a famous line. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite line. I'm good. Line. Yeah. I'm, good. When made, I'm fine. You're
2: down inside, you know you're not, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's one of my personal favorites that I'm fine just because I don't want to seem vulnerable. I don't want to seem mm-hmm. weak. Um, or I used to, anyway. But I think a lot of that has to do with What's going to happen after I tell somebody something? Right. How are they going to perceive me? Right. How right. is this going right. to go? What's the next step after this? Are they going to check me into a psych ward? Like, you know what I mean? Like, these are real fears that people have. Like, what is going to happen after I expose myself to yeah. this person? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we have to find ways as a community to support that next level. Mm-hmm. If, if it's just, I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think one of the things, the biggest
1: thing that Dean said is vulnerability is strength. And I completely agree in that vulnerability is power. And as you said, like, what's next? How does a person see me? Am I now weak? Mm. Am I now moist? Am I now Mm. soft? You know, am I now not able to cope with life? Mm. You know, but the fact that someone is actually able to admit, Mm. there's that self-aware that they can see, no, there's something wrong, or I may need some help, or I'm just... I don't know. Obviously, that's a whole different question. But but why do you have to care so much about people's perceptions, you know? And why should that yeah. affect us that much, mm. you know? But um, vulnerability definitely is power.
0: Yeah,
1: is so much power. And I think if we can get society to change its mindset and, and turn it around, mm. because if you're not being vulnerable you're weak in a sense that you continue to suffer, right? Right. But you being vulnerable opens up, like, different worlds, whether conversations, Mm. whether resources, whether different people, Mm. you know? So if we can change society's mindset about what being vulnerable actually means and the strength Mm that it takes and the boldness to, like, say, yo, I put my hand up, I'm struggling. Take the power I need help with something, Mm. you know? Then it actually takes the power from that and gives it to you. Right. You know?
2: I agree 100% with what you're saying. But like, on the flip side, it's also a way we greet each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? So mm-hmm. right. when you ask the question, are you really asking, are they okay? Or, right, Do you, do or you, you know, just say all well, okay. You just so, like, hey, so, what's up? So, I so, understand, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to then wait, pause a minute, and then right, ask right, them right. again because sit them down, are you really okay? Right. What's yeah. going yeah. on? Eye contact, body Eye language. Eye contact, everything. Just really yeah. care. Yeah, right? exactly. Really, really Be care. there in the moment. You what, you're, what you're
1: saying about care is that obviously this may be this could be a whole different conversation but do we really care about each other nowadays because one of the biggest one of the biggest causes i was statistic i saw somewhere but loneliness mm. Mm. and it's like that's the thing conversations now are you okay but right. we know you're not really asking we know you don't really care. really want to know you get what i mean yeah. so people need to know that people actually actual care, care. Right. because that's why they can talk to a professional because they know sure. it's their job yeah but why are people not talking to their parents why are mm. people not talking to their siblings mm. why are they not talking to friends mm. there's something going on where yeah. people don't feel like they're cared enough about yeah to open up so yeah. i feel like it Ooh. sounds very kumbaya yeah, we have to yeah. no I, yeah another, yeah, another. yeah yeah no anyway. to be
0: fair like with my sibling he didn't open up to me until he was Literally, like last year, Mm -hmm. he's what 27 now, and I've been trying to ask him if he's okay for years, yeah, like years. But to go back off of what you said, there was only one time in which I sat down with him face to face, yeah, and genuinely opened up my heart to the conversation, right? So, with that being said, like I did, I I take full responsibility, especially like being an advocate for mental health. That sometimes it's hard to do because you also don't want to carry that weight with you, right? But on the flip side. Um you help one person and you never know what could happen like just sit down and actually have that genuine open heart open conversation um, try to just listen rather than listen to react or respond yeah because um, sometimes we're not going to know what to say mm-hmm. um, but that's perfectly okay as well like
2: I don't think we do it intentionally I just think because mm. we're so busy and it's just we, we skate over certain issues like there's so many signs for mental health do you know what I'm saying and and, and you don't need to have a conversation with someone to notice that they're going through a hard time if, if, if you know the person mm-hmm. well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing we need to do as well. Is, mm-hmm. And like you said, watch out for people and see, see the signs.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that 100% <clears throat>
2: because
0: I can fake it. Mm-hmm. I can fake it till I make it. You know Literally. what I mean? I can smile when I've just come from crying. I've put on shows, like when I perform poetry, I've, I've talked about some deep things. I've cried right after I've gotten off stage and then I've come greeted people like, Oh my god, you've done so well. Thanks, bro, I appreciate you and then I go home and I'm stuck in my room for a week just because I performed in a poor
2: mahara. You know I get what, I mean? what you're saying, but I'm, when I say about seeing the signs, I'm saying like like that person might be losing weight, they might be tired all the time, they might not be taking yeah, take care yeah, yeah. of their attempt of their appearance. There's so many signs you can look out for. I know from doing it myself, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. It, you can wear a smile on your face, but deep down inside, the breaking of uh, your world just falling apart. Right, yeah. So I, I get that, I get that, but there are other signs that you can look out for yeah. as well. Yeah, just, I agree, yeah. And just constantly asking the question, and if you do fear for someone, just pull them aside and have that conversation one-to-one, maybe not in public, just pull them aside mm. and say, just let them know that when you're ready, I know you might not be ready now, mm. I'm here to talk to you. Because everybody needs that somewhere yeah. they can lean on, okay, that's, that's everybody, really and who, they, who they feel comfortable with, opening up to, and I feel like, because we all live 100 mile an hour sometimes, mm. we've all got our own issues coming kind of and right. going, that we, we don't really focus on other people's issues, because mm. we let's be real, we've all got yeah. issues ourselves, but some people deal with their issues a lot better than others. So the issue that might be breaking me down yeah. and making my world fall apart might feel, seem so trivial to yeah. you mm. when I, it, it might mean the world to me if that mm. makes sense. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's where the whole stigma thing came from. Because mm. for some people, it's like, real dealing with not that deep, bro. Mm. Yeah, that's, right. I, that's right like, so right. When, like, I remember when yeah, I mentioned racism a to a family member, it was like, what are you talking about? I do racism every day at work, shut up and deal with it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like yeah. these, I'm struggling. <laughs> like and People yeah. are calling me a monkey. People are saying I should go back to Ghana. Like, yeah. what do you mean? So I, I think it is that understanding and considering of other people's feelings right. and understanding that everyone deals with things differently.
2: Ooh, Do you yeah. get it? Because yeah, people, yeah.
1: people have an expectation of people to be the same as them. Mm-hmm. And that's where we fell because everyone is literally different. Mm.
2: You know? and, and slowing down my pace of life. Sometimes yeah. you can't approach a, 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 a problem like that at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Sometimes you need to put on the, on the gloves and, and yeah. treat it with kid gloves. Yeah, we need to um.
0: So one thing that I started to learn only recently was taking time to process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that process may look like different things, right? So sometimes it's sitting by yourself, just thinking about everything. Sometimes that's talking it out with a friend. Sometimes that's doing what makes you happy, what makes Mm -hmm. you feel joyous, what makes you feel beautiful. Um, So so processing is huge, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of times, because we're on this 100 mile hour just keep going, 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 going. We actually don't even take time to sit and think about what we are feeling. Right? And within that, bottle, 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 okay. It piles old. and it piles yeah. and it piles until we actually cannot even take it anymore. And yeah. then that's when we're like, oh, maybe maybe I should think about how I feel now. But in actuality it should it should start from from the beginning within our processing situation.
2: Right, you're, see, you've just hit the nail on the head. So we're, we're like vessels, we're like vases. So mm-hmm. we, we take, you take intake water, intake water, and we deal with it. But it might just be that one drop that yeah. puts us over the edge. Yeah. And it may sound so trivial, but it's because we haven't dealt with the past traumas. Yeah, promise.
0: definitely. That's what we yep.
2: need to learn to deal with. And also, work as someone who works with young kids, I've been... I, I do I like to reflect each day. If like, there's a young kid who showed me certain signs or certain behaviours that are not right, I'm, I, in my head I'm like, what is causing this? Mm-hmm. What's true? And I, I try, without making assumptions, I try and put myself in that kid's shoes. Mm-hmm. What would make me feel like that? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I have to have that discussion with him. Yep. I, I, within, in the most, how can I say it? Judge. Let us so out. I'm not being judgmental at all, so right. I try and approach it with a with a open mind. Open mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and try and deal with it that way. But is yes, yeah, so important that we have things that we can deal like. So my, my mechanisms of dealing with my stress is going to the gym. I, you mm-hmm. have to have an outlet. I was just about you to, talk to have, about yeah, that. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to be able to empty your vase right. and, and bring it back down to zero. Yep. Because if you don't do that, yeah. you're, you're, you're gonna cause mental health issues for yourself. Yeah. And and they're just gonna keep compounding, compounding mm-hmm. to the point where, who knows, you might be on the edge of that cliff one day yeah. looking down. You know you might be looking at the pill, a pack of pills. Thinking, you know what? I, I, I just want to end it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's the point you don't want to get to. Yeah. We all have, we all have limits. Yeah. And we don't want to find out where that limit is. Mm. So it's about maintaining and managing yourself as right. as a whole. Yeah. And once you do that, then you can start to project that onto other people. Mm. So
1: just just based on what you said, I think when we say sometimes like maintaining and managing and even early, early intervention, to well. I think yeah. it's Obviously, I think this may be... I don't know about everyone else, but I wasn't taught about mental health yeah. in school. Do
2: you mm-hmm. get it? It's yeah. only
1: pretty much recently until it became more like... I wouldn't thing, say popular yeah. culture, but mm. more accepted. Mm. That I actually understood and I there are more resources online and people right. talk about it, right? Yeah. But do, do people actually have access and do people actually know? Okay, do people know what they can do when something's happening? or Are people even able to recognise mm. oh, this may be a sign of mental health? Mm. So I feel like education is so key whether it's normal mm-hmm. or informal mm-hmm. education needs to be key otherwise it's like it's like oh yeah deal with this in this way do that but it's right. like how mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how do I even know when this is a mental health or just a bad day right. you know so I feel like we whether parents parents siblings coaches whoever have mm-hmm. like some work to do in terms of letting people know how to deal with things how to mm-hmm. recognise things yeah. and what to do to help deal with it yeah
2: so from my past experiences most mental health Issues are down to. Uh, sorry, a, can
0: I a, be a stickler really quick? Can we not call them issues and call them difficulties? Yes, yeah, sorry, no, my no, bad. No. Most it's mental okay. health <laughs>
2: difficulties are down to a medical, um, not a, a, an imbalance of chemicals in your body. Yep. Okay, and most of the time it can be uh, reevaluated and, and mm-hmm. sorted out with, with the correct treatment, right? Yeah. And you're right. It is about noticing when you're on that downward trajectory mm. so you can catch yourself mm. but sometimes you're so caught up in your mental health issues that you're not thinking about self-care and you need a support network around you and that's where that's what for me is what's key mm. especially people. in these yeah. young yeah, people. yeah it's just people Probably these young people having this right support network yeah to support them through these yeah like, and yeah. like navigate them
0: see but then I feel like our obligation as not not coaches Mm -hmm. as people People. within our own unity Mm -hmm. is to bring that support network because what what about the kids that don't have a family what about the kids that don't Mm -hmm. have that many friends what about the kids that are isolating themselves you know what i mean so i feel like this specifically even doing this podcast is huge Mm -hmm. because we don't know what kid is listening to this by themselves with their headphones not Mm -hmm. talking to anybody else and just understanding that there is a community
2: time to reel it in wow is that the time already Time to reel it in.
1: So, in terms of today, we've spoken about a lot. We covered a lot of topics, but yeah. what are the main things that we've learned from
0: this? Oh, um, unlearning and just breaking the conditioned way of thinking about mental health mm. and what that means for past generations, my generation, and future
2: generations. Mm. Mm-hmm. And when asking someone if they're right, really mean it. Be in mm. the moment. Be present. And repeat that question let them know that you're really concerned
1: mm. I think based on what you just said like the actual impacts that you can have by just caring mm. by just being human mm. um and yeah just, just the importance of human contact and just love sounds broken by Irish again but just love, Not sweet, yes. love it's real
2: and, yeah. and one thing I'd like to mention is, is I know it's hard to, to see when you're going 100 mile an hour just be trying Try and be as vigilant as you can and try and pay attention to your surrounding what's going on and see the signs if you can. I know it's always it's hard and you're not always gonna catch them, but if you're vigilant, you'll you'll see the ones that need to that really need their instant help. Because mm. their signs will be noticeable.
0: And Dean, just to feedback off of what you were saying, sometimes it is okay if the signs are not noticeable. Um, I don't want people to put an immense amount of pressure on themselves thinking that they didn't pick up the right sign from the right person, um, because it is not your fault. Uh, Yeah, and just try to be there for people as much as you can, but it is okay if you do not (laughs) notice, honestly, it's not your fault.
1: So yeah, just to go off what you said, Yvette, like if someone does come to you, I feel like you shouldn't also take that burden so personally as well. Like there are hotlines, there are resources available um, and we will link them in the bio. Okay, Dan, so we really, really are out of time. But Yvette, thank you so, so much. It's been amazing. It's been interesting. It's been um, insightful. So thank it's you It's been my pleasure. I so appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to everyone listening, we're going to have Yvette on next, for our next podcast and we're going to be talking about social media and how it affects mental health. So we can't wait for that one. Um, but just to reiterate also, we are not professionals, guys. This is just our personal experiences, our opinions, and what we've seen. So what we're saying isn't necessarily factual. It's just factual to us. But that's why we do have that information, the resources in the bio. But one last thing, guys. Vulnerability actually is power. So it's not weakness, but it's power. If there's anything you take from this, please take that.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Take care and Bye guys. till next time. Oi, hear me out man.